And for a closer look at how officials in Kentucky are dealing with all of this, let's turn to the state's lieutenant governor, Jacqueline Coleman, and she joins us from Frankfurt. Ms. Coleman, thank you very much for joining us. We are so sorry for the loss of life in your state. Judy, thank you so much for having me and for shedding light on the damage that's been done here in Kentucky. And I have to tell you that uh, I've been out in, in the counties that have been devastated and the only thing that comes close to rivaling the, the devastation that we're seeing is the sense of community that we see from neighbors helping neighbors, help coming in from across the state, and honestly, help coming in from across the country. And it's something that, that I want everyone to know that we will never forget. I know you have to be so grateful for that. Give us a sense of where things stand now that we're, what, 72 hours uh, roughly from when these tornadoes hit. Yes, so what, what I will have to say is our uh, Governor Bashir um, is a swift, steadfast, compassionate leader. And that has shown through um, the last two years as we uh, you know, got through COVID, but certainly it is apparent now. He immediately declared a state of emergency, was on the phone with the president, and the president declared a national state of emergency in as quick a turnaround as any of us have ever seen. And so this is what you want to see when you know that your friends and loved ones and fellow Kentuckians are in need is that government is is acting and showing up for them. And so at this point, we have we have um, operationalized about 440 National Guards men and women to the area. We've set up a fund and raised over four million dollars uh, so far to help victims of the storm damage. And I'll give you that website. It is Team WKY. Uh, relieffund.ky.gov and would ask if your you know if your viewers feel compelled and wonder how they can help that is a great way to help us to get resources on the ground we heard from my colleague William Brangham about the devastation there in Mayfield and in Dawson Springs for people who don't know western Kentucky where this has 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 hit so badly give us a sense of of what You've seen what you what you know is on the ground, what people are going through there. It, it honestly, it's hard to put into words when you see the destruction and you think of of um, homes and shelter and it's mid-December. Uh, and beyond that, I'm, I'm a mother and I think about how Christmas is two weeks away and what's going to happen to kids and families as their traditions um, are tragically going to have to change this year. Uh, but what I can tell you is what we're seeing on the ground is neighbors helping neighbors. I, I was actually in Taylor County this morning. Taylor County is not Western Kentucky, but 70 homes were destroyed in Taylor County. Uh, and when I was there, uh, a gentleman, uh, 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 the wife of a gentleman uh, who was pulling his neighbors out from under the rubble um, at night was telling me the story how he he left his home once the storm cleared and yelled for his neighbors the house had caved in on top of on top of them they were in their basement and he was physically pulling them out he did it to two or three of the surrounding homes and come to find out he's the bus driver for the local school district and and so it is our everyday heroes that are showing up for people and uh, and they're saving people's lives and that's that's what's happening on the ground here that has to be so heartening. My colleague William Brangham, something he said to us struck me, and he said the, it appears that the early warnings that people had, uh, even though it, the time was not that long, 
did make a difference. Is that your sense of, of, of that, that that's the case as well? I will say that some of the reports that I've heard from folks who live in far west Kentucky uh, were, were absolutely lauding their local weather men and women and weather services for uh, the fact that they were um, helping those folks to stay ahead of this and providing all of the information through every you know portal of communication that, that they had to make sure that people had a warning. And is there, I mean, at this early stage, um, Lieutenant Governor Coleman, is there is there a sense of what you want to do the next time? There's a, is there something more that you know the state needs to do, whether it's reinforcing buildings or improving the warning systems? What what is your sense of that? You know, I, I have to be honest with you. At this moment, what what our number one focus and priority is 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 trying to find folks who are unaccounted for. And so as, as the days pass and we take one step at a time and one day at a time, you can, you can believe that we're going to be evaluating decisions that were made um, and, and uh, structural damage that we see and learning from those things. Uh, but right now, our focus is certainly on returning um, folks to their families and helping uh, families grieve who have lost lost loved ones. Uh, this is a layered approach, right? And then we then we start to clean up, and then we start to rebuild, and then we start to uh, look at long term supports. and And I want folks to know that we are in this for the long haul. This is not something that's going to be easy. It's not something that's going to be quick, but it is something that I know that Governor Bashir is committed to being in for the long haul. Completely understandable that those are the priorities. We understand right now over 100 people still unaccounted for. Lieutenant Governor Jacqueline Coleman, thank you very much, and we wish you the best as you uh, work to find all these people. Thank you so much.